salvation in that name. Come on, somebody. The name of Jesus is stronger. The name of Jesus is almighty. The name of Jesus is the power. The power of the gospel is in that name. Because he bled at Calvary, we can be redeemed in him. Hallelujah. We're thankful for the name of Jesus. We're thankful for that name. Thank you, Jesus. Come on, somebody. Someone could be a little louder right now. It's because of that name uh, that you are saved. Uh, it's because of that name uh, that your children uh, have hope in this world. Uh, it's because of that name uh, that you've been set free from depression and sin. Uh, hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Jesus. Amen. God is so good. Amen. Where would we be without him? Amen, church? I think sometimes I'm like, God, where would I be without you? I was going down a path where I didn't know where I could go, Brother Trevor. I didn't know what was ahead of me. I had no idea what was in store. But I'm thankful for the name of Jesus. I'm thankful that he's alive in this world and moving among us. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You guys can make your way quickly to your seat. I, I, I don't plan on being here too long, but I believe God has given, he gave me a word, amen? And thus, I believe he's given this house a word, amen? I'm thankful for Bishop and First Lady. Amen, somebody. I'm thankful for a man of God who, who works, amen, and understands about living for God, amen? You know, he, he, he's not someone that just plays the part. He's not someone that just acts like he understands, but he's somebody that's been here with us and understand exactly how it is to, to live for God and have a busy life and, and have a family and... I'm just so thankful for that. We're not removed from, from Bishop and First Lady because maybe right now they're not working like the rest of us, but they're actually working more than the rest of us. Amen. Can I get an amen from somebody? Amen. I'm thankful for, for everything that God has done in my life. Amen. You know, if it wasn't for Jesus, these three beautiful kids that are here tonight, you know, they would not hide it. They would not be here if it wasn't for him, amen. If it wasn't for him, my wife that's here tonight, she wouldn't be here, amen. I mean, statistics say that she shouldn't even be alive. She should be strung out on her mind, out of her mind right now on drugs and, and who knows what, but because of God, amen. And there's many people in this house tonight that have that testimony. If it wasn't for God stepping in, uh, there's no telling where you would be, where you could be, where you should be. But I'm thankful to know that our God is not a respecter of persons, uh, but instead uh, that he's not willing uh, that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. Uh, somebody ought to lift their hands right now to the King of Kings uh, and the Lord of Lords uh, and wave out to him and say, God, uh, I'm thankful that you redeemed me. Uh, I'm thankful that you saved me. Uh, I'm thankful that you, you plucked me out of the world, uh, out of darkness, uh, into your marvelous light. Uh, hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. You know, tonight I really just believe that I'm just preaching to my family. And, um, you know, at first I thought that was just my, my wife and kids. 
But you know, the word of God says, who are my mother and who are my brother? They that do the will of God. Amen. So I believe that God has a word for us in this house. If those that do the will of God, amen. God wants to speak to each and every one of us. Let us quickly turn to the word. We want to go to 2 Corinthians chapter 12, beginning in verse 9. I believe this is Sister Kiana's, one of her favorite verses. Amen. Sister Kiana, amen. 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 She's, she's over there trying to make sure her fan is, is working. That's it. <laughs> and then we'll go to Judges chapter 16, verse 30. But 2 Corinthians 12, verse 9 and 10 says, And he said unto me, My grace is sufficient for thee, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. Most gladly, therefore, will I rather glory in my infirmities, that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Therefore, I take pleasure in infirmities, and reproaches, and necessities, and persecutions, and distresses for Christ's sake. For when I am weak, then... Am I strong? I will turn to Judges 16, one verse, Scripture chapter 30, and it says, And Samson said, Let me die with the Philistines. And he bowed himself with all his might. And the house fell upon the lords and upon all the people that were therein. So the dead which he slew at his death were more than they which he slew life. And with a quick moment and help with the Holy Ghost, I want to preach to us tonight the fragility of strength and the power of weakness. If we could put our Bibles down, let us pray right now to the Lord of Lords and the King of Kings. Jesus, Lord, we know that you are coming back, God. And we know that there is a quick work that must be done, God. Lord, I pray that you will continue to mold us, God. Uh, that you would shape us tonight and every day, Lord. Uh, Lord, that as we pray that you continue to answer, but God, uh, that you will show us when you've answered your word, God. Uh, when you've answered our prayers, Jesus. Uh, give us wisdom tonight, God. Uh, Lord, give us eyes to see. Uh, give us a heart to understand, God. Give us ears to hear, but Lord, above all, let us be hearers and doers of this word, God. Uh, Lord, we know that, that you are faithful, God. Uh, that, Lord, we can't do anything on ourselves, God, uh, but with you, God, uh, through your spirit, God, uh, because of your blood, God, uh, what you did at Calvary, Jesus, uh, we have power. Uh, we are able to move through you, God. Uh, we're able to move in this time right now uh, and be used of you, God, uh, no matter what comes our way, Jesus, uh, no matter what comes to our mind. Uh, Lord, I pray uh, that you will strengthen us today. Uh, Lord, that you will give us wisdom. Uh, Lord, that we will carry it out uh, tonight, uh, tomorrow, uh, in our workplace, uh, in our schools, uh, amongst our family, uh, for our children, God. Uh, Lord, we give you all the praise, uh, and we thank you. Somebody clap your hands in the fear of the Lord. You may be seated. Hallelujah. God is good, amen. In Judges chapter 12, we see a family. Well, the children of Israel, they were given captive to the Philistines. They did evil in the sight of the Lord again and again and again. And the book of Judges is just almost pitiful, really. You see, Moses, they, he wasn't able to go to the promised land. And 
The book of Joshua seems so promising because every time that they went to battle, it seemed like Sister Tabitha, they had everything. They were ready to go. Everything was perfect. But then this very next book, it seems as if the children of Israel or the people of God couldn't get it together. And we, I'm skipping ahead to Judges 13 because, I don't know, God has had this on my mind for a while. And I don't plan to preach tonight. I don't see myself as a preacher, but more of a teacher. So hopefully I can adequately teach this word tonight. Amen. But verse 4 in chapter 13 says, Now therefore beware, see the angel of the Lord came unto a woman who was barren. And it says, Now therefore beware, I pray thee, and drink not wine nor strong drink, and eat not any unclean thing. For lo, thou shalt conceive and bear a son, and no razor shall come on his head. For the child shall be a Nazarite unto God from the womb, and he shall begin to deliver Israel out of the hands of the Philistines. You see, this woman, she gets a promise, but, you know, something about her is, is powerful because she goes to tell her husband later on, and he's like, whoa, I, God didn't talk to me about this. I, I, I need to hear about this also. So, and she's, she, he prayed that maybe something, somebody could come back or the man that talked to her could come back and they could figure out what's going on. And, and there were certain things told to this family that they must do in order to keep that Nazarite vow. I know that we already know this, but you know, something that we need to understand and emphasize that putting a razor to his head was not the only thing that he couldn't do so that he could maintain in being a Nazarite. Amen, somebody. If you look up Nazarite, you will see that in Numbers chapter six, God talks about this this vow, and verse two, he says, he shall separate himself from wine and strong drink, and shall drink no vinegar of wine or vinegar of strong drink, neither shall he drink any liquor or grapes, nor eat any, eat moist grapes or dried, all right? All the days of his life, all the days of his separation, shall he eat nothing that is made of the vine tree, from the kernels even to the husk. It was important and powerful what Samson ate, Amen. All the days of the vow of his separation, there shall no razor come upon his head until this day be fulfilled in which he separated himself unto the Lord. He shall be holy and shall let the locks of the hair of his head grow. All the days that he separated himself unto the Lord, he shall come at no dead body. It's funny. It says he shall come at no dead body. He shall not make himself unclean for his father or for his mother or for his brother or his sister when they die because the consecration of his God is upon his head. And verse 9 says, And if any man die very suddenly by him, and he hath defiled the head of the consecration, then he shall shave his head in the day of his cleansing. On the seventh day shall he shave it. So it's important here that we understand that the Nazarite vow is not something about just shaving the head, but there's other implications with it, Sister Tabitha. Other things that maybe other people don't realize or, or understand, and maybe not everybody can see these things, but the number one thing that they see, they see that he has a shame over his head, that he has taken the shame of his people, that he does not cut his hair. And this is funny because I went about... 10 years without cutting my hair, and I knew Samson didn't cut his hair, so 
I thought that, you know what, that was right, you know, but anyways, that's uh, taking the word of God uh, out of context in many ways. But if you go down into Judges 13, verse 14, um, I'm sorry, verse 17, it says, And Manoah said unto the angel of the Lord, What is thy name? That when thy sayings come to pass, we may do thee honor. And the angel of the Lord said unto him, Why askest thou thus after my name, seeing it is secret? Something that's powerful is later on, whenever they give a burnt offering, it says the angel does wondrously, and then he ascends into the flame that is taken up. And Manoah, in verse 22, said unto his wife, we shall surely die because we have seen God. I'm just thankful that I know who God is, amen, that his name is not secret, amen, that we can see him, uh, we can know him, uh, we understand that he's Jesus Christ, uh, God Almighty manifest in the flesh, amen. Uh, we understand that Jesus Christ is the only way that we can make it to heaven, amen. Hallelujah. But something about Samson is, it seemed like he only care, cared about what others saw about him. He only cared about the fact that he had to not cut his hair. What's powerful about this, or what's interesting, I should say, about this is that he doesn't care about any of the other vows that he had to do. Any of the, any, any of the other consecration that he had to maintain, Samson did not care about. You see, Samson, he sees a woman and he said from Timnah and says to his father, you know what, I want this woman to marry, bring her for me to wife. And his parents say, is there not other people in the children of God of your own household that you can marry? Why must you go to another place? But you know, Samson, he is going by with his flesh. Samson wants to follow with his flesh. Samson wants to go wherever his flesh says he wants to go. Wherever that flesh talks to him and tells him what he must do, he is going to do it. If it looks hungry, if, if, if he's hungry, if it looks good, uh, he's going to eat it. If it looks nice, even though it's something that he should not be touching, uh, he's going to touch it. But something that needs to be understood by the people of God, uh, that we cannot, and I say, I repeat, we cannot be led by the flesh. Amen, somebody. The flesh is against God. The flesh is absolutely everything that is, is, is contrary to the word of God. That's partly why we understand that the word of God is not from man, but from God, because it's against the ways that we actually would like to live or would want to live. Amen. But one place it says that then went Samson, verse 5, down and his father and his mother to Timnah and came to the vineyards of Timnah. And behold, a young lion roared against him. And the spirit of the Lord came mightily upon him and he rent him as he would have rent a kid. And he had nothing in his hand but told not his father or his mother what he had done. Verse 8 says, and after a time he returned to take her, and he returned aside to see the carcass of the lion. And behold, there was a swarm of bees and honey in the carcass of the lion. And he took, he took thereof in his hands and went on eating and came to his father and mother and gave to them, and they did eat. But he told not, told not them that he had taken the honey out of the carcass of a lion. He didn't tell them because it must have been a bad thing 
for him to rent that lion, right? To, to, to kill that lion, it must have been something that he shouldn't have been doing. He didn't talk to them, maybe because it was an unclean animal and, and he killed it and, and you know however the, the laws were back then, but either way, he decided not to tell them. And when he passes by, he sees something sweet inside of this carcass, inside of this decaying thing. This is... This is so funny because Delilah means to decay. So he sees this carcass and there's something sweet inside of it and he takes that which is sweet, that which is good, and he brings it to somebody. He brings it to eat and consume of himself. And then he brings to his family, to his brothers and his sisters. We need to be careful with the things that we are are allowing to consume in our lives. It might not be sin, but it's touching sin. It might not be something that is going to mess you up, but it's inside of something that you should not even be touching, nor should you even be around. You are separated. We are, are separated, and we are called to be living a holy and separated life. We are consecrated. We are a group of people that God has put his spirit inside of us to walk in us, to to be a light of this dark world. And the last thing God needs his people to do is to contaminate the rest of the body. Amen. Samson, though, wasn't concerned about the rest of the body. All Samson was concerned about was himself. All Samson wanted to do was whatever made him feel good. You know, sometimes that happens with the people of God. We don't care about what the man of God might preach. We don't care about what the word of God has to say. We want to just do things in our own way. We will teach Bible studies to people in the arm of the flesh. Man, my God. Listen, what I'm trying to say is Samson did great things for the people of God. He was a judge. He was responsible for these people. I mean, they relied upon him. He went out his way and, and he did what he had to do for the people, but it was as if he was always in his flesh. There's two ways to look at this. Well, there's really multiple, but I'm just thankful that when I don't always have everything right, that God is merciful to me, amen. I say when I don't do everything the way that I know that I should, uh, or I don't do everything in the way that I was taught, uh, God can still use me at times uh, to deliver people, amen. But I don't want to look like I'm strong. I don't want to look like I'm the part, Brother Judah. I don't want to look like that, you know what, I could just shake myself as times before, Pastors Falaza and then the Lord can move upon me like last time. I don't want to teach Bible studies and, and not pray before teaching them and think that God can move upon me like he did before. Come on, somebody. I don't want to go and outreach and say, you know what? God moved on me last time. I talked to people. They came to the house of God. Brother Matthew, they got baptized. But I'm not praying and I'm not living right. I look the part, though, bro. I'm showing up on Saturdays. I'm teaching Bible studies. I'm showing up to the house of God. My hair isn't cut. You hear me? Am I making sense to anybody in this house tonight? Samson did not care about the wrong things that he did. But what's funny is 
He knew that he shouldn't do it, and nor should anybody ever come to the conclusion of a honey and a carcass of a lion. So he goes and thinks to play some sport, and, and he wants to give off a, a, a proverb or, or a riddle, so to speak, to the people. This man is in his flesh right now and bragging to other people about him messing up and not doing the right thing. You know, it's, it's, it's crazy sometimes that we could talk to people and let them know that we aren't doing right by God, but you know what? God still used me anyways. <laughs> Let's read it. What does he say? Verse 12, it says, And Samson said unto them, I will now put forth a riddle unto you. If you can certainly declare it, me within the seven days of the feast and find it out, then I will give you 30 sheets and 30 changes of garments. And if you cannot declare it me, then shall you give me 30 sheets and 30 changes of garments. And they said unto him, put forth thy riddle that we may hear it. And he said unto them, out of the eater came forth meat and out of the strong came forth sweetness. And they could not in three days expound the riddle. You know, our flesh likes to do many things. Our flesh likes to gossip. Can we, can, we, can, we, can we talk about that right now? Our flesh likes to gossip. It likes to tell stories. Uh, it likes to make people think. Uh, it likes to drop seeds here and there so that people can wander out. Uh, our flesh likes to cause other people to maybe do something to the point where they have to threaten his soon-to-be wife so they can get the riddle. And Samson is just, he's chill about it. And his wife wept before him and said, Thou dost but hate me and lovest me not. Thou hast put forth the riddle unto the children of my people and hast not told it me. And he said unto her, Behold, I have not told it to my father nor my mother. And shall I tell thee? What's crazy is he already messed up right here, but later on he falls for the same trick. It's crazy how blind our flesh can be. It's crazy how many times God can put us in a, in, in a circle and going around in circles and circles and showing us where we're messing up, uh, where we're not doing things right, how we can be better. But he doesn't even see it. You know, something that I want to make sure that as I'm leading my family and, and leading the rest of the people around me, I want to make sure that I can see the signs of God. Uh, I want to see and make sure that when God is warning me about something or, or God is showing me that I'm doing wrong, uh, I want to be able to say, you know what? God spoke to me, Pastor Sferlaza. He, 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 he showed me where I was wrong and he allowed something terrible to happen in my life uh, so that maybe I can repent. Uh, maybe I can turn away. But instead, he was prideful. But God used him. And God will use us. And I wonder sometimes, <laughs> I'm getting ahead of myself. You know, there's many things that Samson did. He touched the, the jawbone of a donkey and he slew thousands, heaps upon heaps of people. He, he drank out of a prayed that God can to refresh him and you know, all these things seem great on the surface, but every time I read the book of Judges, and especially Samson's part, I can't understand it because on one end, God is like, he is doing this so for the people, but on the other end, he's, exact, he's doing everything wrong, everything he's not supposed to be doing, amen? 
And we see something that's powerful in the opening scripture. And I'm closer to being done than you may understand. You guys are going to have a lot of time today. Musicians, you can come. But in verse 30, in chapter 16, it says, And Samson said, Let me die with the Philistines. And he bowed himself with all his might. And the house fell upon the lords and upon all the people that were therein. So the dead which he slew at his death were more than they which he slew in his life. I wonder what would happen if the people of God decided to repent and die to themselves. Yes, we do great things, Pastor Falaza. We're reaching the young people for heat and for kids zone. But I wonder how much God can use us if we were to die to ourselves every single waking moment of our life. Uh, I wonder how much God could use women's Bible study, Sister Tabitha. Yes, he's doing great things in your ministry, and I'm thankful for what you're doing. It is a testimony, but I wonder how much more can we get done if we die to ourselves in every single thing. Jillian, we teach Bible studies. We have them, they come, and they're getting baptized. But I wonder, how much more can we do if we died to ourselves every single day? If we wake up and say, God, this day is yours. And not just saying it, but actually being about it. If God were to say that we need to move, or if we need to, to quit our jobs, or if we need to preach in the streets to the people of Fort Myers, if we died... How much more can we do? And I wonder, I would think about this all the time. In the times where I know that, and I'm being transparent, but it's okay. I don't mind because God is still working on me and I'm thankful that he still is and he is a great God and a merciful God. And whoever wants to talk, that's fine because I understand that God is a loving God and, but I don't take that grace into my lasciviousness, amen? We don't wanna be lascivious, have lasciviousness because of the grace of God. But I wonder, whenever I teach a Bible study, Brother Eddie, and maybe that time when I taught, I wasn't as prepared as I would have liked to have been. And in the middle of that Bible study, God moved mightily. But I wonder, Brother Eddie, how much more could he move if I would have been dead beforehand? Come on, somebody. I need someone to be real with themselves right now. I need someone to search their hearts right now and see themselves into everything that you do. I'm thankful for the people of God that are working in the house of God. But I wonder, with everything that we do, how much more victory can we have? What's funny is, there had to be something that happened to Samson when people looked at him and they realized he wasn't consecrated anymore. But can I tell somebody that his consecration was long gone before his hair was cut? Can I tell somebody that the vow that he had was long gone before Delilah tricked him and had his locks cut? Whew. I'm thankful that God will allow my sins to be exposed so that maybe I can get things right with God. Come on, somebody. 
Come on, somebody. I, I don't want to hide my sins. Uh, I don't want to hide behind uh, lies and deceit. Uh, I don't want to hide behind uh, looking the part. Uh, I don't want to hide behind, uh, oh, man of God, I'm doing this, and, and Bishop, I'm doing that, and, and, and look at how many numbers we have for this. Uh, I don't want to hide behind these things, uh, but I want to hide behind the cross. Uh, I'm going to hide behind uh, understanding uh, that, God, uh, I can't do this without you. Uh, I can try, God. Uh, I can try to do this ministry. Uh, I can try to help with the kids uh, that have people that, that are hurting them or, or kids that, that have parents that, that don't care about them. God, uh, I can try. But until, until our pride gets away from us, until God humbles us, sometimes, unfortunately, it is the case, but it doesn't have to be, but sometimes God has to humble us. I wonder more how much we can do in our ministries, how effective we can be. You know what? God is happy about the talents and the skills that we have in this house. He is. He really is. But he doesn't want you to lean upon the arm of the flesh. He doesn't want you to lean upon your own understanding. Uh, there might be people that you think you can reach. Uh, you can use your intellect, pastors for Laza, to reach the men that, that God has put in your path. But there needs to be a time where we have to say, have we died to ourselves? Uh, have we resisted uh, unto death? Have we done everything that we could uh, spiritually to reach people? Have we prayed about it? Come on, church. I'm not talking about prayer for pre-service prayer. I'm talking about, you know what? Have I set aside time uh, an hour after working hard uh, and praying for my Bible studies uh, and praying for the children that are coming on the buses uh, and praying uh, for the women uh, that are coming that are single and they don't know what to do? Uh, for praying uh, for the single mom uh, with five kids. Uh, have I died? Uh, have I fasted to the point where I say, you know what? My, my, my brother that's in the world needs something. Uh, he needs God to touch him. Uh, can I push back the plate and say, God? In his death, he slew more than he did when he was alive. Let somebody ponder that right now. In his death, there's power in our weakness. Sometimes we need to understand, uh, sisters for Laza, we can't do it all by ourselves. It doesn't mean that we have everybody else fight our battles. It doesn't mean we call everybody else up and say, hey, pray for me, I'm dealing with such and such, but sometimes, uh, we need to come to an altar and be real with God. Uh, and we need to, to come to him and says, God, say, God, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to worship you for the rest of my life because, God, uh, you don't have to do anything for me. Uh, you redeemed me. You saved me. And I love you, God. But, God, uh, but God, uh, I'm a sinner. God, there's things inside of me. There's pettiness inside of me, God, uh, that you need to cleanse out of me, God. Uh, Lord, there's things inside of me that, that, that if I can feed it to other people, uh, it might be sweet, but God, uh, it was contaminated. It was in a carcass, God. Uh, Lord, I need you to fix me. We need to have this every single day when we pray, God, uh, 
God, help me with my mind. Uh, help me with my thoughts, God. Uh, Lord, I don't want to live uh, and move in the way that I think that I want to move, God. Uh, I'm going to trust in you uh, with all of my heart uh, and lean not on my own understanding. Uh, God, help me to acknowledge you uh, in everything that I do, God, uh, in every decision that I make, God. Uh, Lord, help me to be closer to you, to be dead uh, to me, God, that I can live on you. You know, church, I feel something that's going to be so great. I feel it. I don't know exactly what it is. I know that God is doing something great among us. But there's things, there's, there's, there's carnality that is stopping the move of God in our life. And we need to fix it. We don't need to fix it for our brother and sister. We need to fix it for ourselves. We need to make sure that God is working on me. I'm tired of people coming up to me. And I'm tired of me even listening to it and say, so-and-so should have been here for the word. No. That word is for you. Brother, that word is for you. Sister, that word is for you. Uh, come on, somebody. Uh, you're not here by mistake. Uh, you're not here on accident. Uh, you're not here. Come on, lift our hands right now and talk to him. Come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. I don't want people to look and see the numbers of Kidzona and us hitting a, a new record and thinking, great job. Uh, no, I want God to say, you know what? Uh, have you done everything? You have. Uh, good job, son. Uh, come on, somebody. I don't want people looking and saying, wow, this was a great conference. Uh, impact is great every single year. Uh, but the people that put it together, have you done everything? Uh, have you have you tied? Uh, ha, have you given all to God? Uh, if you have, then well done. Oh, I'm not saying that we need to be fearful. Come on, somebody. I'm not saying to be fearful of your salvation. Uh, no, you need to know he died for you. Uh, you need to know that he cleansed you. Uh, you need to believe these things. Uh, but as you believe it, uh, you need to say, God, uh, bring me back uh, to my first fruits, God. Uh, to my first works, God. Must first begin in me. Come on, God wants to use us mightily. God wants to, God wants to make everything better. Come on, uh, God wants to fill the buses in this church. Uh, God wants to fill the pews in this church. Uh, there's too many years uh, of men of God prophesying that for it not to happen. Uh, but God, uh, get the carnality out of me, God. Uh, Lord, get it out of me, Jesus. Uh, Lord, help me to submit myself uh, to your will, Jesus. Uh,
quick, somebody, I wonder, I wonder what we could do and take this as a sign. When a roadblock hits us, uh, and instead of just giving up and saying, you know what, uh, they, didn't, they didn't want the gospel. Instead of giving up and saying, you know what, uh, they're sitting in their life, they can't get the Holy Ghost. Uh, instead of giving up and saying, you know what, uh, we can't do this, uh, nobody is, is submitted, nobody wants to do this ministry. I wonder, instead of allowing those things to happen, uh, if we could die, uh, if, we can, if we can pray about it, uh, if we can fast and seek the face of God about it, and ask for wisdom, uh, God, uh, every time I talk to people at outreach, uh, it seems like they want to come, uh, but they never show up. Uh, I, I wonder if we can pray these prayers uh, and be real with God uh, and talk with him. Uh, and when we see things uh, that is a hindrance, that is a blockage, that we can ask God uh, for some answers uh, and we can get clarity. The change I want to see. God, what must I do? Lord, you went out your way to die for me, Jesus. Lord, uh, Lord, how can I go out my way uh, and die for them, Jesus?
shows you using you up. God still shows he wants to use you up. But he wants to use you greater. He wants to use you better. Come on, somebody. In the name of